Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Thursday, February 4th, 2021, and the Red Wings might never win another hockey game uh, for the rest of our lives. How you guys doing? I'm Detroit sports editor Noel Bianchi, the other host of the show, a kidney stone survivor and longtime Red Wings fan, Ethan Smith. The Red Wings have just dropped uh, another game to the Tampa Bay Lightning, their seventh straight loss. Uh, this one by a score of six or five to one, five yes. to one. It ended up being five to one. We started recording like as the game was over. Uh, I like how you just projected that they were going to score again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was like, I missed, I knew I missed at least two minutes at the end. I thought maybe Jeff Blasio pulled the goalie uh, or something like that. Just cause uh, maybe as a sense of humor or something, I don't really know. Um, and boy, was this really, really frustrating. No Tyler Bertuzzi. Before the game yesterday, Michael Rasmussen sent down to Grand Rapids. And then the day of the game, hours beforehand, we find out that Giovanni Smith and Matthias Brome, healthy scratches for tonight. Um, and that really tra- that really kind of trickled into a, uh, a, a that yeah, spiraled. It, 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 really it really did. It really did set the mood. That's a perfect way to describe it. Uh, and then Nolan, from- Nolan, Nolan, I, I'm on NBC Sports right now, and they're doing a they're doing Green Day as the intro to the Boston and Philadelphia <laughs> game. I'm not joking. Green Day is the intro, and they have Green Day on the ice singing a song. It's like a promo video, but I'm telling you, that just happened. <laughs> Uh, if you're a longtime listener of the show, you will know that, that is Ethan's biggest beef with the NHL. And what's funny is that I told you to stop saying it. Cause I'm like, I don't really think they do green day specifically anymore. Like I think it's devolved into the other like bad, like imagine they still Dragons. had the makeup on and everything. That's incredible. What were they, what were they even singing? It's on mute. Um, we're recording. Can't hear it. That's true. Uh, I'm curious to know though, what green day song gets people fired up for sports. Uh, something from 2002 summer has oh that reminds me we gotta we gotta do the post game poem of sadness brian hit the music my heart is empty and so is the scoreboard where the red wings goals go tampa had four more it was it was three to zero less than five minutes in it's been 16 days since we've seen a win victor hedman ryan mcdonough points Corelli ellie they make me wanna fall into a coma so you don't have to watch this team be poo the red wings are now two seven and two Woo! and uh yeah so three minutes into the game or five minutes into the game it's three nothing uh it might as well have been three minutes into the game and five nothing frankly uh but victor hebman scores almost immediately and you're like oh we got these red wings tonight and there are two different versions of the red wings at this point right there are the uh, the Red Wings who stay in the game and make it a one score game, like right until the better end, but never really show signs of being the better team. And then we have this version of the Red Wings where they look completely unprepared to start the game and uh, it's over before it even really starts. I swear to God that sometimes the Red Wings look like my beer league team where it's like, all right, who are we playing today? All right. 
who's playing defense. All right. Three defensemen tonight. All right. It's just, I've never been so frustrated watching the Red Wings play so far this year. This is without a doubt the worst. Like you said, it, it, it all came from, or it started at, oh, guess what? Good young guys are out of the lineup and, uh, well, Franz Nielsen and can can we can you read off our bottom six? Yeah, uh, so it is Helm, Glendenning, Ernie, Nielsen, Filpula, Gagne. That's it right there. I don't know how Franz Nielsen does not come out of the lineup. I don't know how Giovanni Smith does come out of the lineup. Giovanni Smith has been like twice as productive with half the ice time. He's younger. He has a future. I saw somebody, uh, actually Pete Rorig, who's going to be tomorrow's guest on How Do You Feel About It Friday, he said, you got to uh, these, <laughs> he said, some of these guys have to pick up some value so you can trade them. That's why you keep Nielsen in the lineup. And I'm like, what in what world is Franz Nielsen's contract tradable at any point this season? What would have to happen for that, for Franz Nielsen to be tradable in a year where the cap is restricted like it is and in and, and any way that would affect a lineup decision like this? Like, I, I, I don't. I don't get it. And I know that that's your first takeaway is that it's, it's getting hard to watch this team. And I would agree with you. And my first takeaway based on those lineup changes was that this team is not trying to win hockey games, but they're also not trying to lose either. They're not tanking. I I really don't think that they are. They're trying to win by trying not to lose. And that is a purgatorial pursuit. I don't know if purgatorial is a word, but if it is hell yeah, good for me. Uh, this is the result of that. That was this, a good is, this is a result of taking a guy like Smith who has made plays and brings energy with physical play and making him a healthy scratch. It's infuriating. It's confusing. It's all of the things that piss you off when you're watching a rebuilding hockey team. And here we are, you know, 10, 11, 12 games into the season. I can't even keep track anymore. Is every day just feels like Groundhog's Day. How many goals are the Red Wings going to lose by? Who's going to make the terrible stop or the, the terrible defensive play on the other end that starts it all off? This time it was Patrick Nemeth. He slipped coming out of the zone on a weak breakout that immediately got turned over. Then he's like, oh, crap. And then he immediately slips and hits the deck. And all of a sudden, Victor Hedman has a lane to the center of the ice that's as clear as could possibly be. You know what, man? And then what did you say about Hedman? What was he, what, what was the analogy that you used? He looks like, <laughs> he looked like he just uh, got a magic mushroom in Super Mario Brothers, but then ultimately didn't end up needing it. Like he like took the thing and then it was like, it was just, there was no like explosive effects after he just shot the puck right in the net. Like that, that's what it looked like. <laughs> oh my God. You know, it's, um, and then on that Sorelli goal as well, can can you just tell me the amount of times that the Red Wings have just been caught staring at the puck again? Far too often. It's like Fabry got caught staring at the puck on the 2 nothing goal. That's just, you know, you're as per usual with this Red Wings team, resulting in a surefire goal that miraculously wasn't a goal that ended up being a goal thanks to Grice being <laughs> great. At that on the McDonough goal, the McDonough goal was – the point for me that I I had mentally checked out of this game. Yeah. It and was rightfully so. It was just awful. I mean, just like the Red Wings had checked out before the game even started. I don't know how to feel about this team, man. I really, it's, it, I, it started with optimism, but it's just like, I'm watching the exact same team once again. 
Yeah, and I feel some... like I feel like we're watching this the exact same team as last year, but we've we have like eight new faces, but it hasn't made a bit of difference because we're still playing the same people and doing we're playing the same way, playing that scared hockey, and it's just we're we're just god awful. Doesn't matter who you have in net. I'm down, Nolan. I don't know how to I don't know how how to feel right now. It's well, I know I know for sure that you have a spicy take that I don't know how it's going to be received uh, as your next takeaway. Oh. I don't care. I don't, I don't, I don't care how it's going to be perceived. I'll fight. I'll fight you. If you disagree with me in the street on ice. So it's slippery. Well, at this point uh, you might have to start fighting people. I think that's what the season is going to be deduced to, but if you're doing that, I, I think the one way you should try and maybe beef up and prepare for it. It's by loading up on some built bars. Come on, work them into your training regimen, Ethan. You know, you said, I got a spicy take. I got to be strong. I got to be ready to fight. And then he texted me and said, how many built bars do you have at your house right now? I said, 18. You said, that's not enough. I said, I get it. So what did you do? You went on over to builtbar.com. You got yourself a nice box of cookies and cream. Maybe maybe you even got a second box. You know, Treat yourself a little bit as a snack. Uh, Cherry Barcia, whatever it may be, whatever your flavor is, if you're gearing up to fight a cohort of fans on the internet, you are going to want to load up with Built Bar. They've got 18 amazing flavors. All of the bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft, they're easy to chew, and they're great for the health conscious guy. You get 19 grams of protein at the expense of only 180 calories, five grams of sugar, and five grams of of net carbs and go to builtbar.com right now and use our promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off of your next order. That's promo code locked on L O C K E D O N for 20% off at builtbar.com. Fender off gives him the business. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news that you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. All right, segment two. Uh, Ethan, you would like to lead us off with your second takeaway from this game from these last couple days. When do we start giving Eisman crap for his part in this, in these lineup decisions? Like you, one, you can't look me in the eyes. Nobody can and tell me that with complete certainty that Blashill decides who plays and who goes on a taxi squad. That's just not how an organization works, especially when there's a general manager involved. That is Steve Eisman. And this roster wasn't also wasn't put together by Blashill. Like having a bottom six of Helm, Glenn Denning, Ernie, Philpola, and Nielsen and Gagne isn't isn't his fault. I I, Grant, I, I, I understand like there's there's things that are coaching wise, but this lineup is not his fault. He can't go out and get people. Yeah, and I mean I, I guess I get your point and I do agree to some uh, extent that like for sure Steve Eisman has to be in on some of these decision makings like the Michael Rasmussen getting sent down that was obviously most likely 100% Steve Eisman's decision. But the the day to day lineup stuff I don't know man like what I, I guess I just don't know what the purpose of that would be like I want to give him the benefit of the doubt because it doesn't make any sense and it doesn't seem like a move that Steve Eisman would be. Uh, I don't, I don't, I want to be careful with the way that I describe this silly. <laughs> we'll, we'll call it silly. Like just the, the playing Franz Nielsen every single game 
despite this, like with Luke Landanning, like you, you at least have the the whole thing of like, well, he's pretty good on faceoffs and uh, he can be a penalty killer. You know, he does bring something to a bottom six, but there are guys on this team. And like, when it comes to Brome, right? Like I almost, that's as infuriating as it is. I don't know if it's, it reaches egregious territory because let's be real. Matthias Brome has not produced this season, but he makes you raise your eyebrows a couple times a game. And at this point, I would welcome that over what we have seen from Franz Nielsen and Valtteri Filippula as well. Valtteri Filippula took one of the worst offensive zone penalties I've ever seen in my entire life. Like he was tracking Sergachev down the boards, had no play on the puck. Really what he should have done was just like kind of shadow him and not let him, you know, hey, let's make this next pass a little bit difficult for him. What he does, he reaches in there and he just trips him. And then he's like, throws his hands up like, oh, come on. Like it was the most obvious trip I've ever seen. I just started laughing and applauding him when I saw the ref's hand go up. But what I was dude, what I'm talking about is it's the GM's job to assemble the team. It's the coach's job to coach the players that he's given. And you, when, when Holland and Babcock were here together, they didn't get along great because Ken Holland had a say in who gets played. It's just the business of hockey. It's not like Blashill has free range to do whatever the hell he wants. Like this, it could very well yes. be where Eisenman is saying, uh, you're going to, you're going to keep Franz Nielsen in there. Yeah. And, and you might be right. Uh, for all we know, like you could be very on point, but also like the thing with Blashell is that he's never like, of course, nobody looks good because Blashell doesn't put anybody in a position to succeed. He doesn't put the young guys in a position to succeed. Of course you take Giovanni Smith. Uh, like uh, he played nine minutes a game. Yeah. What did you see from him? Je- yeah, you're not wrong. There. Jeff Blashell didn't give Giovanni Smith the opportunity to make any sort of real impact. And he did make an impact. He had two points in four games, and tonight is a healthy scratch. You might be right. I don't know. But I just, I, I don't see. And maybe this is just my warped perception of Jeff Blashell at this point. But I don't see how Steve Eisman could be the one making those moves. And maybe, maybe I just don't want to believe it. You, you could be right. I don't know. I think I am right. Thank you. Uh, my second takeaway is that these players have quit on the coach and it kind of ties into the same conversation. There's just no reason why this team should feel like the 1920 Red Wings. And I get it. You play the Tampa Bay Lightning, whatever. But it's the same thing every single game. What do you mean when you say the 1920 Red Wings? When uh, the game feels like it's over before it starts when the game feels like it's definitely over after it goes to one, nothing. And when the game feels like we should just turn it off and start recording after it becomes two, nothing. Okay. I got you. That is, I mean, we just wanted to see fight this year. We want to see some guys step up. And I I just think like when you have a, a collection of these players that are so bad, but they're also never put in a position to succeed ever. Like I, I don't know. It, it's like a very much a double-edged sword because I do think that uh, I, I do agree with you about Blashill not really having the best players, but even when he does, like he fucking, he, excuse me, <laughs> he took uh, Dylan Larkin and Anthony Mantha off the power play the other day. 
It was like, what's the definition of insanity? You insane. What's the definition of insanity, Jeff? Watching the Red Wings every single night and expecting that anything different is going to happen than it did two nights before. That's the definition of insanity. To think that maybe they went back to the drawing board and tried to draw some things up. I don't know. That's the definition of insanity to me. Yeah. I watched Taro Hirose uh, enter the zone on a power play. Instantly got absolute. I think it was uh, either Sergachev or Hedman. Maybe it was. I can't remember. Anyways, I tweeted it out. It's like an eight second clip. I said, this is the last three years of Red Wings hockey all in one clip. Hirose enters the zone. He gets absolutely murdered <laughs> like four feet in. He loses the puck naturally. Bobby Ryan goes in and uh, tries to like fight for it. But the guy who killed Hirose gets to it first. And then he just flips it up off the boards and it goes right back into the zone or into the neutral zone. And it's just like that perfectly just bashing your head off the wall that's that's what it is that's what this team is Mm -hmm. right now it is the uh professional sports version of bashing your head off the wall repeatedly that's like exactly how i feel watching it too like they're playing like it and like the us fans watching it feel like doing that as well and I don't know how we're going to do this, like for the whole season. If they, I don't know either. I like, like I was going to talk to you about this after the podcast. Like I don't know how I don't know how we're going to be able to do this. Like what we can't just keep complaining about the exact same thing <laughs> for, the next, for the next forty-five games. Uh, we just can't do it. But at the same time, it is the exact same things every single game. So we 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 will have to figure something out because. I can't come on here and yell and scream and, and lose my mind over this all season. And I know you can't I know. either. I know. Yeah. I, I, I respectfully refuse to do that. So we, yeah, we, we have to do something because I can't, <laughs> for, <laughs> I think for both of, for both of our own sanity, I just, I don't think it's, I don't think it'd be a smart idea to come on this podcast four to five days a week and just say the same things and be frustrated every single time. Yeah uh so we're gonna have to figure that out that's our problem not yours so just stay tuned uh in the meantime though we're going to segment three because there's somebody out there in red wings land a former red wings player who maybe we should have cut some slack uh we'll get to that in just a second but first i got to talk to you guys today about bet online that's right folks the super bowl is coming up on sunday i am throwing money on the kansas city chiefs i learned my lesson once and i will not have to learn it again nobody gets rich betting against the chiefs and when i do that when i make that wager there's only one place that has me covered and only one place that we trust. And that's betonline.ag. If you're looking for a place to like dip your feet into the gambling world, or, you know, just kind of get started, there's no better place than bet online because right now, when you enter our promo code locked on L O C K E D O N, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. So if you're planning on betting 50 bucks on the chiefs, you get to bet 75. If you plan on betting hundred, you can bet 150. Uh, it's real simple. It's math hashtag arithmetic um and we're super excited to partner with them so do not sit on the sidelines anymore get in on the action and don't forget to use that promo code locked on for a 50 percent welcome bonus there's an old man sitting next to me making love to his tonic and gin <laughs> 2020 is mercifully over it's time for a fresh start and a few more wins if you're betting this year and you want more wins Listen to Lockdown Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Lockdown Bets wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Ethan, segment three. Um, I think we owe somebody an apology. Do you want to take us into the third takeaway here? 
Yeah. As we were actually both in a Google Doc as we were typing this up, and we were both typing it out at the exact same time. <laughs> I just kind of scrolled up and saw yours and started laughing. I said that uh, somewhere in Michigan right now, Jimmy Howard is just smiling and laughing. Yep. And you it, feel really bad for him uh, because Thomas Grice in six games now with the Red Wings is now 0 and 6. Uh, not his fault by any means. He had an 897 save percentage heading into today. I believe uh, he got pulled after the third goal or maybe they, maybe they got like an extra shot in there, but I'm pretty sure it was three goals on five shots. Um, and you, you have a little bit of sympathy for him because <laughs> I, I think Jimmy Howard, like kind of not, he didn't become a scapegoat of last year's team, but he became like a thing that you could just easily like hang your hat on and be like, ah, oh, once he once he's out of here, things will at least be a little bit better. And they have been a little bit better, but also not enough to actually win games. Like all Thomas Grice has done is continue the losing streak of Jimmy Howard. Yeah. I mean, that's I guess it's just frustrating. Yeah, I think maybe um his obviously the stat line he had last year is, is just not anything you want to see. But um and, you know, obviously everybody has bad games and stuff, but it just does make me feel bad that this man's career is over because the Red Wings decided to ice uh, half a team of AHL players for an entire season. Yeah, and uh, you're starting to just like, I don't know if we should start a GoFundMe for uh, Thomas Grice or maybe just a card that said, like, I'm sorry, we convinced you to sign here. Uh, no, or definitely like not that. a GoFundMe. He doesn't need money. Um, Are you sure? Maybe I am 100% sure he doesn't, wow. need, he doesn't need money. Um, I would say maybe like set up like a charity in his name or something like the I'm sorry, Thomas Grice charity for mm. uh, children. Yeah. Yeah. Like, would, oh, uh, what if it's a charity to raise money for bulletproof vests? Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Like, so, then like that, that's very relatable for Thomas Grice. Cause yeah, some sort of like, like Kevlar. Um, yeah. Bodysuit yeah. of sorts. Yeah. Maybe if we could just get him like uh pay the NHL or something like that to give him like pads that are like half an inch bigger. At that same point too, I guess we could pay like John we can get Jonathan Bernie like more pillows for like the Nets. So next time somebody just bowls him over on our own team, he can land up <laughs> instead of ice. Yeah, he's still hurt. That's another thing we should talk about. Maybe we should also like in, you know, every uh, reaction causes an equal and opposite reaction in this world. I think Thomas Gray or I think Jonathan Bernier, all things considered, given like if you just look at the stats, he might be the best goaltender who's never who's ever lived. This team cannot win without him playing goalie. Yeah, it's truly I amazing. I know it's the, the confidence they have in them, man. I don't know what to say. I'll <laughs> Uh, last note I had, and this is just a dumb note. Uh, did you notice that the Tampa Bay Lightning stopped scoring or stopped celebrating when they scored after the second period? I wonder how often that is going to like become a thing this season when the, when the other team stops like, uh, being excited about scoring. They're just like, they look slightly relieved that there's a break in the action. God, uh, what is this? Are we at seven games in a row now? Seven games in a row. Seven losses in a row. Another matchup against the Tampa Bay Lightning on the way. I'm pretty sure they got Florida for two more uh, after that. Maybe four more straight after that. I don't I honestly have no idea. Um, Dude, did you did you expect us to be 
at I didn't think there would be any games over. I didn't think there'd be anything over like five game losing streaks at all this year. I didn't either. And I thought because of the fact that uh you know you're playing these teams back to back a lot in or every night, like I figured that there would be at least like one that got away from the other team here and there, but that has not been the case. <laughs> so that that also has been uh, a damper is like knowing like when you lose and then you know that you got to play them again and it'd be different if you were like all right we're you know what they have a good track record the second time around maybe this time they got them uh but that is not the case and they have gone out and they have lost uh the second half of every series that they've started on one uh for the last three and they're looking to make it four on friday night against tampa bay so that's just wonderful we're excited and we'll be back. I, I think we're going to run an interview on Monday. I, we're doing, how do you feel about it? Friday tomorrow, bringing that back. It's been a while. It's been a minute. Excited for that. Thank God. Um, and then we're going to run an interview on Monday because I, we're not going to record on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, and then we'll recap the weekend on Tuesday. I think that might just be the kind of how the schedule rolls from now on, unless they play on Monday and then we're missing like three, four games or something like that uh then we might have to change things around but if it's something where they play like friday and sunday we'll probably do our recaps on tuesday uh just because we all have different work schedules and it's kind of tough to do things on a sunday to start the week so uh going forward that will be the new schedule ethan you got anything to close us off before we uh sign off to the people here no pray for the red wings all right. Uh, subscribe. It's the only way to make sure that tomorrow's How Do You Feel About a Friday episode will be waiting for you in your inbox when you wake up. Those are always a fun time. So even if you're down about the Red Wings right now, trust me, tune in. You'll enjoy it. Uh, and then, of course, share the episode with somebody you love, uh, a Red Wings fan in your life. If you care about us at all, uh, that'd be really appreciated. So we'll see you back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.